Hello, and welcome to the 10th installment of my podcast, Walking the Path with Rita Milio, Spiritual Sherpa and Holistic Wellness Coach. Today, we're going to cover the first part of a two-part presentation about dreams. In this podcast, we will cover the use of dreams for facilitating communication between the conscious and subconscious parts of your mind in order to bring forth to your outer awareness important information that you need to know to give you answers to questions and solutions to problems and to give you access to higher spiritual realms. We'll first look at personal everyday dreams and then we'll look at several specialty types of dreams such as visitation dreams where a deceased loved one comes to you in a dream and lucid dreams where you're aware that you're dreaming and you can therefore interact with your dream content and direct the dream like the director of a movie to accomplish a goal. In podcast 11, we'll look at what I call transformational dreams, which come to you with guidance from sources beyond your own mind, and that have a specific purpose, which is to assist you in moving forward on your spiritual path. So let's get started. Dreams, those bizarre bits of jumbled pictures that come to us when we sleep, are they merely mental flashbacks of our day's activities, or could they be more? Could they contain information valuable information that is helpful to us for solving problems and gaining guidance? I believe the answer to that question is an unequivocal yes. It's been my experience as a therapist and spiritual coach that dreams provide a valuable mental resource for helping people understand the inner urgings that are trying to help them grow. I found that dreams, my own as well as those of my clients, quite often contain messages messages from our inner selves to our outer selves. In addition, when we consciously work with our dreams, they become a more active and therefore more direct and reliable link to our inner wisdom. You might say that dreams give you your state of your state of mind messages, like intuitions that come from your inner subconscious mind. They are your subconscious mind's way of trying to get through to you with some information that you were too busy or too preoccupied during the day to notice. They occasionally come to say, you're doing fine, hang in there. But more often, the message may be, you've gone off in the wrong direction. You need to to take a closer look at some situation in your life and make some adjustments. And here's a suggestion to help you with that. Through dreams, our inner minds can talk to us. But because the subconscious mind from which our dream messages come speaks to us in pictures more so than in words, the messages received are most often presented as visual images. Dreams use images from memories to represent certain feelings or attitudes that we need to become more aware of. When you're experiencing something in your current life that matches up with a previous experience in your mind, during its nightly recordings, Um, memory storage processing, your subconscious files the new information away alongside similar previous information. This is why we often dream of people, places, and events from the past. But it's important to note that it's not the past person, place, or event that is significant. These images most often do not represent themselves, but instead they are there because your subconscious mind has noted a pattern between them and some current issue or problem in your life. The dream images there are there attempting to alert you that there is an association between some of your feelings and attitudes today and the feeling and attitude you had previously 
about the dream image that you're seeing. And this way your mind is offering you a way to use feedback from a prior situation to help you with a current situation. Dreams come in many forms. Creative dreams, like those that scientists such as Einstein and Edison received to help them with their projects. Precognitive dreams, where one sees a future event in their mind. Problem-solving dreams, intuitive dreams, and logging in dreams, where you're simply catching glimpses of your mind's nightly process of filing away the day's information. Scientists tell us that we all dream every single night. As a matter of fact, we each have six to eight dreams every night, every time we go through a rapid eye movement sleep cycle and are therefore experiencing slowed down alpha type brainwaves. However, we do not often remember those dreams regardless of the fact that we will have had approximately 150,000 dreams by the age of 70. Message dreams, intentional attempts by our subconscious to give us advice or help, have several purposes. Some of these dreams tell you how you really feel about yourself and others, or how you really feel about certain events in your life, since you may subconsciously have differing feelings than you are consciously aware of. You should be aware, however, that such dreams give you a personal point of view about things. This is the way you see things and it may or may not be how others see them. So dreaming, for instance, of a coworker and seeing a snake in the grass may give you insight about how you feel about this person, but that may not necessarily be how others perceive this person. Now for some other things that you should know about dreams. A sincere intent to remember and learn from your dreams is the most important thing that will help you gain access to these subconscious messages. Recognize the value of using your dreams as a source of direct, of direct access to the wealth of information, wisdom, and guidance available to you within your inner mind, and you will get more dreams. Pay special attention to the attitude or feeling that you awaken with. Feelings are more accurate and truthful than words in dreams. Your dream characters are part of you. They give you clues to feelings or attitudes that you're having about something or someone in your life today. And that is the same way you feel about the dream character. If you dream of a person from your past, ask yourself what that person represents or means to you. For example, say you say you dream of your mother with your boyfriend or girlfriend, and you know that your mother often feels that no one is no, not good enough, no one is good enough for you. Then ask yourself, do I feel that this person is not good enough for me? Interpret dreams in series to piece the puzzle pieces together of a message that is trying to get through to you. It often helps to keep a dream journal and review dreams from week to week or even from a month prior, searching for patterns and repetitions. By the way, I do have a PDF dream journal book that you can order if you'd like for minimal cost. If you can, try to re-experience, not just recall the dream as fully as you can upon awakening. Then write down as much as possible to help you understand your message when you go to interpret it. Death in a dream almost always represents the death of an attitude, not a person. 
except rarely in the case of precognitive dreams, which are often unusually vivid and intense, and that's how you can tell them apart. Dreams use pictures to, de to denote words. Dreams take place in your subconscious mind, which again processes information visually more so than verbally. So be alert for puns. If a dream is particularly strange, check if it might be figurative, not literal. For example, a headless person could mean that you feel that you've lost your head in a particular situation. Now, how to remember your dreams. You can use your dreams to gain more control over both your inner and your outer life. Solving a problem in your dream state will help you solve the same or a similar problem in real life. Dreams can give you creative ideas and inspirations and occasionally precognitive messages. But in order to receive all these valuable messages, you must first consciously remember your dreams. Anyone can learn to remember their dreams in about three to five weeks. You can be transformed from a non-recaller to a regular dream recaller by following some simple, easy steps. You can begin to remember your dreams and reap the benefits of getting important messages from your inner self to your outer self. And here's how. First, give yourself a pre-sleep suggestion. Just before you fall asleep, say to yourself several times, I'm going to have a dream. I'm going to remember my dreams. And later on, after you've become a regular recaller, you can add another message. I'm going to remember my dreams and I'm going to understand my dream messages. But wait until you've mastered first the basic recall before adding the second request. Next, establish a cue for remembering your dreams. For instance, program your mind that when your alarm goes off, this will trigger a memory of a dream. Just think of this and intend it as you're falling asleep. That when your alarm goes off, it will trigger a memory of a dream. Keep a pad and pencil by your bed. Whenever you wake up, write down any memories or scraps of memories about your dreams. Be sure to include your attitudes and feelings about your dreams, as well as any colors or significant images. The simple act of having the pad and pencil ready to, sh to use will show confidence to your subconscious and show that you value your dream state and will encourage your subconscious to cooperate with you. If you can, try to record your dreams while your eyes are closed. The reason for this is that once you open your eyes, you're actively using your conscious mind and you may lose much of your dream material. Some people tape record, but for this same reason, taping does not always work well. To record your dreams in the dark, use a pad large enough that your writing can wander a little bit. Keep track on your place on the pad by running your little finger along the page as you write. To go from line to line, do not lift your finger when you get to the edge of the page, but simply slide your little finger down the edge a little bit and then back across to the other side of the page so that you'll be ready for the next line. Try to awaken during a rapid eye movement sleep period. Setting your clock 15 to 20 minutes earlier than normal can usually accomplish this by waking you during an REM cycle. And once you've begun to regularly recall your dreams, you can go back to your normal sleeping schedule and your mind will be trained to catch 
your dreams during that cycle without having to have you wake up during that cycle. Upon awakening in the morning, don't jump up right out of bed. Stay in bed a few minutes and mull over any thoughts or images that may be floating around in your mind. These can remind you of a dream. And also try turning over from side to side. For some reason, it's easier to recall a dream in the position in which you dreamed it. Visualize as vividly as you can any of the dream images or parts that you can remember. This often leads to remembering missing pieces. Mull over the dream later in the morning as this too may bring back more memories. Reward yourself for dreaming. Share your dreams with family or friends and help one another decode your dream messages. Give your dreams a name or a theme. This classifies the dream and helps you remember it. It also helps you bring up associations that are connected with it. Summarize your dream in one sentence and express the dream's main theme. And note whether it's a logging in dream or a message dream. Be alert for puns. The subconscious is often figurative, not literal. For example, if one day you felt like your boss bit your head off, this feeling may be presented in a dream as a dog biting your head off. Review your dreams in series, looking for ongoing or common themes or reoccurring symbols. Pay attention especially to reoccurring dreams because they contain messages that your subconscious is very anxious to get through to you. Death in a dream almost always represents death of an attitude. It's rarely predictive. Finally, act on your dreams. Write them down. Tell someone about your dreams. Show your subconscious that you value its help, and you will see that your subconscious will help you even more. Now, let's look at how you can interpret your dream messages. What do your dreams really mean? And how do you know when your interpretation is correct? There are many books on dream interpretation, some containing thousands of dream images and their meanings. But while there are some archetypal dream images that can often represent the same messages to many people, for the most part, dream symbol books are not the best way to discover what your dreams really mean to you. The best and most accurate interpretation of your dreams will come from you through your own intuition. If you interpret a dream message and yet you don't feel that it's right, it probably isn't. But on the other hand, if it elicits the response, yes, that's it, it probably is. A true interpretation just feels right. The first thing you should do when looking for a message that your dream might have for you is to determine what kind of dream you had. Is it truly a message dream with some important information your subconscious wants to share? Or is it just a logging in dream where you captured some of your nightly memory processing? Check also to determine whether the dream might be a cognitive dream foretelling a future event. These dreams are more persistent, more vivid, and more easily remembered than normal dreams. Or is it a lucid dream where you're aware that you're dreaming? Or a visitation dream where you come in contact with a deceased loved one? We will discuss these last two types of dreams in a little bit. But for now, some common dream symbols. As I said, you should look at your dreams through an individual lens as their messages have personal meanings to you alone. 
But even then, there are a certain number of common archetypal dream images that almost always represent the same thing to most people. So you can start your dream interpretation by seeing if any of these common meanings seem to fit in your situation. Vehicles, cars, buses, trucks, trains, boats, etc. These often represent your direction in life. Are you on the right track? Are you heading in the right direction? Often if the vehicle is headed toward the right, this means that you are headed in the right direction. Monsters, savages, wild animals. These often represent the dark part of you. This is the part of you that may not want others to know about, that you may not want others to know about. Your bad habits, your negative traits, and possibly your fears. But by making friends with these parts of yourself, by listening to them and letting them tell you what they need, you can help all of your parts learn and grow. A house is the image that often represents you. Is your house dirty and messy? Does it need to be cleaned up and taken better care of? Are there hidden rooms that need to be explored? If your house becomes bitter, bigger and better over time, then you can be sure that you're growing and learning. Clothes. These often represent feelings of protection. Having a dream of going to school without your clothes on means that you feel unsafe or unsure about something. Teeth. These often represent how you face others. If your teeth fall out in a dream, you may be afraid of losing face. Hair often represents your thoughts. Stiff hair may mean that you're not being flexible in your thinking. Black hair could mean that you're having sad thoughts or feelings but not recognizing them. Water often represents emotions or a cleansing, such as may occur in a new beginning. Paralysis in a dream often means you're afraid to take action about something. Crashing waves, <clears throat> tornadoes, hurricanes, etc. often means that your emotions are in an upheaval. Failing a test or an exam often means that you're afraid that you're failing in some area of your life. It may mean school, but it's often about another area of your life. If you're unable to find your classroom in school, it often means that you're not sure where you're going in some important area of your life. Going to the bathroom or taking a shower in public often means that you fear that others have caught you or may catch you showing a neg negative habit or trait. Finally, not being able to reach someone on the telephone often means that you're trying to get through to someone, but you feel that you can't. Now I want to briefly mention some specialty type dreams and special ways to use your dreams. First, if you've listened to my earlier podcast number seven on energy, emotions, and raising your vibrations, you'll likely be aware that many people these days are having what they report to be weird dreams. In addition to their most important job of offering us a state of our state of mind message, giving us a heads up from the subconscious mind to our conscious mind about something that is important for us to know about our daily lives. Today, for many of us, our subconscious mind also may use the dream state to help us increase our vibrations and to advance our spiritual growth by assisting in the work of releasing old mental and emotional energy patterns that are not compatible with the higher vibrational levels we are attempting to move into. So, weird dreams are becoming more common. 
These dreams are often much more difficult to catch and hold on to upon awakening. They are brief, fleeting, and chaotic, with lots of strange imagery that you may get more of a feel for than a picture of. Yet, people who experience them feel that these dreams are teaching them something, that they are a form of instruction. I too think that this is the case and that the information these dreams bring is not about us personally, like our regular dreams, but it's more about our collective selves, our soul selves. These dreams, it seems, may be coming to help us clear up soul karma and perhaps even a portion of world karma that we each are responsible for clearing. Because we have been evolving for a long time, our souls have accumulated karma that needs to be dealt with before we can fully embrace the new higher vibrational stage of human evolution that has finally become accessible to us. At the same time, the world itself has collected bad karma that needs to be dispelled. Mostly fear energy that individuals have inadvertently released into the atmosphere. Each of us is responsible for cleaning up a small bit of world karma along with our personal karma and our soul karma. I believe these weird dreams are one way of releasing these two kinds of karma. I believe that when we move into closer alignment with our souls, we begin to remember and understand more of these dreams. In the meantime, we simply need to be open to them and in that way we'll be acknowledging to our souls that we are willing to consciously undertake this work and that will set the stage for whatever it is that we need to experience in order to do the work. But fear not, even though it sounds like this stage may even be more intense and more difficult than clearing up your personal karma, it's actually not. Our individual karma clearing is the most important and challenging stage in human existence. And once we vibrationally move up and have become clearer, we are able to experience fewer difficulties and access and use higher, more positive and beneficial energies. This topic is obviously one that we will need to look further into in a future podcast, and we will do that. But for now, let's move on to discussing waking dreams. Sometimes we can have what's called waking dreams, where it is unclear whether we're actually awake or whether we're still sleeping. This in-between state of consciousness is called the hypnagogic state. And up to 70% of people report experiencing sights, sounds, or feelings and movement during such hypnagogic states. The visions or other physical experiences in these dreams are often called waking dreams. Waking dreams that occur during the hypnagogic or twilight stage that exist at the cusp between wakefulness and sleep can be accompanied by another strange experience called sleep paralysis, where you feel like you're awake, but you're not able to move. This usually occurs just as you're falling asleep or just as you begin to awaken, and it only lasts a few moments, during which your body feels frozen, but it quickly passes, and there's no harm done. One of the most common types of images seen in hypnagogic or waking dreams are images of our loved ones who've passed away. Next, we'll look at lucid dreams. Another type of dream called a lucid dream is similar to a waking dream and often occurs as a part of a waking dream. The difference though in a lucid dream is that in this case the dreamer is able to direct the dream imagery like a director directing a movie. Lucid dreams are very vivid and intense. 
such as visitation dreams, where the deceased loved ones come to meet you in your dream. Lucid dreams, more so than waking dreams though, seem to take place in an alternate reality or consciousness space that is further away, as it were, from normal consciousness than the in-between state of the hypnagogic stage. It is possible that in lucid dreams, the dreamer's consciousness is actually visiting other realms during their sleep, and the dreamer's consciousness is not fully offline as it normally would be, and that's why you're aware of what's happening. Sometimes during lucid dreams, verbal communication between a loved one who has departed and the dreamer is possible. In such cases, effective two-way conversation can be helpful to offer closure to the survivor and allow them to accept the death of a loved one easier. Now let's look at such visitation dreams from deceased loved ones a little further. A significant number of after-death contacts come by way of dreams. But why would the deceased wish to visit us in our dreams? Well, dreams are one of the easier ways for entities and loved ones from the spiritual realm to communicate with us because during our sleep, our conscious mind is in that in-between state and has the capacity to move more easily between the earthly realm and the other side or the spiritual world. During sleep, our rational mind and our ego are offline. The conscious mind is not overtly available, so the normal censoring and critical skepticism of our experiences that occurs when we're awake does not happen when we're sleeping. Things can be easily, more easily accepted in our dream world. Things that would normally be halted or discounted before we had a chance to fully make an evaluation if the experience had occurred while we were awake. So when we have a visitation dream by a deceased loved one, the experience is not as quickly discounted as it might be if it had to happen during the wakefulness stage or during an hypnagogic state. Our loved ones may choose this opportunity to make contact knowing that it's more likely to be successful. Many times such visitation dreams are goodbye dream experiences. Sometimes when a loved one has been deprived of a chance to say goodbye to you in person, and you and they regret this missed opportunity, they may attempt to contact you with a goodbye message. There seems to be a window about six months after the death during which the deceased have the best potential for getting a message through to the earth realm. I think this is because the lines of emotional energy that connect people to one another are still in, intact for a while. And also perhaps the deceased is still transitioning and they're not ready yet to fully let go of earth life. Characteristics of visitation dreams. True visitation dreams are usually easy to identify because they are very different than ordinary dreams. Characteristics of most visitation dreams include, one, the dream feels very real. Visitation dreams are very vivid, very intense, and they have a high emotional impact. Two, you will remember a visitation dream very clearly for days, months, or years even, sometimes even for a lifetime, unlike ordinary dreams. Visitation dreams are not fleeting and they do not easily fade away. These images stick with you. Three, your loved one will always appear in the dream to be completely healthy and they will usually be behaving in a very loving manner, even if they were sometimes contentious in earth life. Four, Communications, whether verbal or telepathic, will usually be short, concise, clear, and to the point. 
because it takes effort on the part of the deceased to contact you. Five, most often messages from the deceased seek to convey reassurance. The deceased come to let you know that they are fine and that they want you to be happy. Six, upon awakening after visitation dream, you will often be filled with a sense of peace and love. By the way, I have a book in PDF format called Talk to Me, I'm Still Here, which has lots of different ways you can establish communication with a deceased loved one, not just dreams. You can email from information regarding how to purchase that book at a minimal cost. You can also email to ask me for steps for remembering dreams and common dream images that we've talked about in this podcast, as I know that it's hard to remember all the lists that we have. I'll be happy to email these to you at no cost. So that's about all the time we have for today, but I will cover in our next podcast what I feel is the most important potential for using our dreams, and that is to help facilitate spiritual growth and transformation and to raise your vibrations. Our topic for podcast number 11 will be transformational dreams, agents of spiritual growth and awakening. I look forward to continuing to share with you this most valuable information. As always, thanks for listening. If you wish to contact me by email at ritamilios at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or requests for information or resources, please feel free to do so. Also remember, I'm available for individual spiritual coaching or for individual group training, individual or group training for therapists and coaches. To everyone who listened today, thanks again. I wish you always blessings on your path. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.